Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hey everyone, this is Philip Rossman Reich from Orlando Magic Daily. You are listening to the Orlando Magic Daily podcast. And before we begin our show, I just want to make sure that I get this word in uh, before you all before you all listen and we get going for for the next hour or so. Uh, this Sunday, April third, is it April third? Yes, April third. Uh, the Orlando Magic take on the Memphis Grizzlies over at the Amway Center at six p.m. tip off. Make sure you get your tickets if you haven't already. If you're not thinking of going and you still want to. If you're not thinking of going, I want to tell you about this fantastic event that's going on that game. Our friends at Orlando Pinstripe Post and Zach Oliver, the editor of Orlando Pinstripe Post, will be joining us on the podcast in just a moment. Our friends over at Orlando Pinstripe Post are hosting Orlando Pinstripe Post Night at the Amway Center for this game. It's a really fantastic program. What they're, what they're doing is they've, they've come together with the Orlando Magic Ticket Office and set aside a group group tickets for needy kids in the Orlando area through the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation. All you have to do is purchase a ticket for one of these kids. For $15, you can buy a ticket and send someone who might not otherwise be able to go to the game, an underprivileged child in the Orlando area, to an Orlando Magic game, creating a memory that will last a lifetime. It is truly one of the great, great things that that we can do. And, and something that uh, I think is, is worth doing. I donated a ticket. I know a lot of other people have, and I want to make sure you have the opportunity to do so too. All you have to do, go to orlandopinstripepost.com. It's a pinned post, so just scroll down a few clicks down the bottom. Click on the thing that says Orlando Pinstripe Post Night. You can also find a link to, to the article telling you how to purchase tickets for Orlando Pinstripe Post Night at orlandomagicdaily.com attached to the podcast as well. Uh, it's again, it's a fantastic cause. We'll talk a little bit about it at the end of the podcast. I just wanted to make sure we get it out in front. Tickets for the event uh, to, to purchase tickets for the for the kids. It's all for the kids after all. Tickets for the for the event close at eleven fifty nine fifty nine p.m. Eastern time on April second. That's Saturday. That's tomorrow because I'm posting this on Friday, April first. Not an April Fool's joke. Buy buy ticket buy a ticket for for a needy kid in Orla- for an underprivileged kid in Orlando. Send them to a Magic game. They'll get a, they'll get actually get a chance to shoot a free throw or a layup on the court after the game since it's a family night. Really fantastic event. But added bonus to this too, if you buy ten tickets, that's one hundred fifty dollars. The Magic will give you two tickets on the suite level to a future Magic game. Those tickets go for more than one hundred fifty dollars. So you'll be you'll be sending fifty. You'll be sending ten kids to the Orlando Magic game on Sunday, and you'll be getting two tickets on the suite level for well below the face value. It's a great deal. Definitely take advantage of it, Def- and, and most importantly, help this worthy cause out, help the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation, and, and help us put on a, put on a great event for, for, some, for some kids in need. With that, let's start the show. Episode of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. 
Uh, on a winning streak, woo! I'm joined uh, by our good pal from Orlando Pinstripe Post, Zach Oliver. Zach, how does a winning what does a winning streak feel like, and what do I do with my hands? I'm fist pumping like I'm on the Jersey Shore right now. You're like you're like the uh, what's 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 his name kid the the Myla he the Myla he kid uh, that dancing in front of his computer. Yes. Yes. Something. 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 I, I I am. I am having a one-person dance party right now. Yes. Um, Singing Romanian trance music. Yes. You know, the the Magic are 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 playing some good basketball. You know, it, it, obviously it's unfortunate for us as people who cover the team and for the fan base that it's coming this late because it's it's after their you know playoff chances were put to bed by the Pacers, who they went out and beat like a redheaded stepchild tonight. Yeah, and, and the Pacers so, the Pacers just did not – I mean, I, was, I asked this question in the middle of the game. Which team was fighting for a playoff spot there? Because it did not look like the Pacers wanted to be in the building. Yeah, the, that, that's worrisome. I, I think that uh, we could be seeing a lot of, of changes – coming to some of these Eastern Conference teams this season and or this this offseason and I think Indiana is one of them you know the team that they might end up missing the playoffs for the Chicago Bulls could end up you know blowing it up you know we I believe we both saw the Chris Mannix report yeah. uh, the the other day that the Bulls could be open would be open to moving Jimmy Butler and the Magic could be a team that jumps in there and you know, I, I texted you about this this afternoon, and I threw out a deal that I, I I think Chicago would do it if they decide to go into rebuild slash reset mode because they get a couple of foundational pieces. But I I, I don't know what, what did you think of the the deal that I pitched to you this afternoon? Yeah, well, I mean, I think first first we should make. Um, a few things, a few things clear on 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 that report, and maybe we'll discuss it again later on um, in, in the podcast as well. But um, the report said the Bulls are kind of at a crossroads with their organization. They they haven't made any decisions, so nothing nothing here is real yet. There's no, you know, they're they're probably not talking to teams yet. If they, I don't, if they can, I'm sure they can talk to teams. They just can't do anything. But um, there, there's nothing real being done quite yet. They're still in the middle of the season. They're still trying to get the playoffs. They, they haven't made decisions about wh- where they're going to go with their future. But the report said, and this is from Chris Mannix of The Vertical um, on Yahoo Sports, the report said that you know the Bulls seem to be coming around to the fact that this group doesn't quite work, and that in order to make a, a, a change, they would probably have to get rid of Jimmy Butler. And Mannix cited league executives, so it wasn't necessarily coming from the Bulls, and it wasn't coming from the Magic, it was coming from outside league, league executives saying the Magic would be a team that they would pick, that they would say could make a serious run at, at acquiring Jimmy Butler because of the various assets that they have, the various um, the various uh, you know young players that they have, plus the cap room that, that, that they'll be coming into. Uh, you know, they also mentioned Boston could be a team that could get involved in, in Jimmy Butler negotiations should it come to that. So, you know, before moving forward, you know, 
this isn't anything real quite yet. It's all kind of minor, mild speculation. Uh, and I know people love to run with rumors. They love to talk about this stuff. And certainly we do too. I, I think it's really interesting. And the fact that the Magic would be pointed out as a team that could do something like this says something about what the Magic have collected and about what people think the Magic are going to try and do this summer. So laying that out all, all out on the table. Um, the deal that most people have been talking about and it was suggested around the trade deadline by Community Sports Radio here in Orlando, was the Magic would trade Nikola Vucevic, Victor Oladipo on their first, for Jimmy Butler and some filler. Some people have suggested Doug McDermott. Um, you know, that it, it could be Tony Snell. It could be a number of different guys. Um, what you had suggested was adding Taj Gibson to that deal in Chicago, you know, maybe looking to retool a little bit more seriously. And I thought that was certainly much more interesting on the Magic side because you'd get a, a rotation caliber power forward. Uh, so you'd get two rotational players back plus you know, two, rotation, two rotation players, one of them being Jimmy Butler, an established all-star, in giving up you know, Nikola Vucevic, who's a, who's a solid center starter in this league. He's, he's definitely a starting center in this league. Um, and Victor Oladipo, who... No one knows what he quite is yet, even though we think we have a pretty good idea. He just hasn't been consistent. And so that's that was the deal that you put on the table. And, you know, I, I kind of like it. Um, you know, I, I think that gives the Magic something, gives them maybe a little bit of an edge and puts them over the top, which, you know, you, you have to think about what's the Magic's goal in all this. And the Magic's goal is to make the playoffs in 2017 to get a star that they can build around. And Jimmy Butler is under contract now for, the, for four years after this one, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that, that gives the Magic a solid base to grow from, plus gives them, gives them a, a star or a player that can help attract big-name free agents because they'll still have all that cap room because salaries match. What was, what was your Yeah, and I, I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, um... Well, I'm I'm going to inter- interrupt uh, this this heated conversation that we're having to uh, say that as we're recording this, Austin Rivers has 30 points in an NBA game. So you're saying the Magic should trade Victor Oladipo for Austin Rivers instead of Jimmy Butler? I'm I'm not saying it, <laughs> but I'm saying it. No, um, you know, it it's seemed inevitable that the Bulls were going to trade Jimmy Butler at some point. All right, I mean, not Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson. They, they've been talking about it for years. Like, everybody, their brother, their sister, their dog, their cat, everybody thought that he was going to be traded probably two or three times in the last, you know, year. You know, be it at the trade deadline or, or in the summer. Pretty much any time that there's been a, a trading season, yeah, Jimmy Butler's name has popped up. Jimmy Butler or Taj Gibson's name. Or no, I'm sorry, up. not Jimmy Butler. Taj uh, Gibson. Yeah, Butler on the mind. Yeah. Um. So my rationale in in this, and I, I said this to you this afternoon, was, you know, I I think that the Bulls are are in a position where they're they're going to need to retool. They've plateaued with this group, and at some point, they're going to have to accept that take, taking a, a reset route is what's best for them. You know, obviously keeping Butler would be 
great, but if he's feuding with teammates and feuding with coaches, then you can't have that. Or you now, can't the coaches and the teammates, are, which, you know, are they given? they're not giving up on Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is too much... I don't think Derrick Rose is the kind of guy that runs an organization, but there's a lot of homespun nostalgia with Derrick Rose. Like he he's he's got it seems like he he would he would be the kind of player. I, I don't I don't know if this is true about the Bulls or not, but you know Rose has been the problem. He's he was just never healthy. He's not the player he used to be. He's getting paid like he was. I mean that's called the Rose Rule for a reason. And they're not getting what they need from him. But at the same time, he's a Chicago guy. I, I think there'd be a lot. I, I don't know what the Bulls fan base is like, but there'd be a lot of fans that'd be upset if if they pick Butler over Rose at the end of the day. I, that would be my suspicion. Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, obviously, this all goes back to them firing Tom Thibodeau for yeah. seemingly no reason and bringing in a coach who I, I, I think that Fred Hoiberg can be a good coach. But he just has to have the right personnel. He doesn't have that, um, which is another conversation for another day and another podcast all all together. Yes. Um, but if Butler is is feuding with him, you know, we heard Fred Hoiberg say when the Bulls were here. I don't remember if it was uh, past Saturday or the first time that they were here that he believes that. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star caliber player. Now, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what kind of say Hoiberg would have in any personnel moves. But if he has a, has a say and he's given the chance to take Vucevic, Oladipo, and the Magics first against probably what, – what does Boston offer – couple of first Jay Crowder and maybe Avery Bradley or or Bradley and Smart something something of that for Evan Turner yeah I mean Boston's got such a such a interesting group of interesting group of players I mean they they could offer a lot of they could offer you know a chunk of their first round picks um and try and absorb. I mean, like, like what's what's interesting to me. Here's here's the thing that's that's interesting to me about the way this off is going to go down. Is this interesting to you, Phil? No, this is this is this is this is incredibly interesting. Uh, the timing of everything is going to be real key because, like, if if I'm the Magic, you know, I'm pushing to make a deal at the draft. Because the Magic yes. right now, like I think everyone kind of sensed this, and the last time we podcasted was was at the trade deadline, and we've had some time to kind of come down off of that. But but you know we all kind of sensed that the reason the Magic made that deal, made the Tobias Harris deal, was to start was to play free agency, was to was to uh, get enough cap room to bring in a max guy. But we also I think said then, and or at least I've certainly said. This team, but the, the risk was, is this team isn't ready to attract a big name free agent yet. They're just not good enough. They don't have the, the qualities that, you know, your top tier free agents want. They're not ready to win a championship next year, with with adding so, ex, so on and so forth. You know, uh, right. except for LeBron, who gets to pick where he wants, and Durant. Those guys will win. 
you know, will be competing for championships no matter where they go, just about. But this Magic team doesn't quite have that extra oomph to, to convince someone, I will definitely win a championship if they add me to this, to this uh, equation. So that, uh, that knocks the Magic down a peg and makes it tricky for them to go after guys. But, you know, they're bumping right up against the cap, so they've got to match salaries. So if you trade in Nikola Vucevic, and, and the guy that I've been throwing out there is Ersan Yasova, who is owed $8.4 million next year, but only $400,000 is guaranteed before July 1st. So I think there's some urgency maybe to say, hey, we've got a guy that will be complete, almost completely off your books next year. Give us a big salary guy that's, that's a quasi-star, and we'll, we'll give him to you, and you can cut him, and then you'll have, cap, and you'll have more cap room. And so someone else can get into the to the free agency game along with the Magic. But what what I think the Magic have to do, and why I think this Jimmy Butler idea has some credence and, and certainly has some legs, even if it's not real yet. Um, I think what the Magic have to do is try and get that secondary that secondary guy or some type of veteran quasi star in place before free agency so they can go to the guy they want to offer the max to, whether it's you know Al Horford, Nicholas Batum, Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard. We'll talk about Dwight in a little bit, I'm, get, I'm betting. Um, whoever it is, whoever it is that the Magic want to go after, they can say, we've got Aaron Gordon. We've got Alfred Payton. We've, you know, maybe we still have Victor Oladipo. You know, whoever we, whoever, whoever's still on the roster. And we got this veteran. We get you. We believe we're Eastern Conference contenders. We believe we can compete with the Cavaliers or the Raptors or the Hawks or whoever. And that's what they got to sell to this to this free agent. And so, you know, the Magic will be pushing for the draft. Whereas I think the Celtics can probably say, you know, you need a little bit more cap room to sign this guy. You know, we're pretty happy with where we're at. We can use our cap room to absorb Jimmy Butler, give you nothing, and let you reset the table so you can get in on free agency right now. And Chicago's a pretty popular market, I would imagine. So, you know, even if the Bulls are left with just Derrick Rose, you know, I would think they can feel like if we have if we have max cap space, we can we can compete with just about anyone for a free agent. So I think yeah, the timing is gonna be really interesting on this, just because just because so many teams have cap has cap cap room, deals can happen at any moment where there's this extreme lopsided deal where they just use their cap room to absorb salary. Excuse me, right. And I think that that's somewhere that you and I agree again, um, that if the Magic are going to do a deal, be it for Butler, that has to come at the draft because they're, they're not going to attract, you know, your Al Horford, your Batums. I mean, even... Your Hassan Whiteside, if you're on that boat, which we'll probably touch on a little bit <laughs> later too. Um, but you know, th- on the, the deal that I suggested, you know, I, I still had uh, Ilyasova going to the Bulls, yeah. and and that was get the Taj Gibson part because doing that it saves the Bulls a good chunk of change, and it makes them real free agency contenders if they want to go out and try to get somebody who can still keep them, you know, in quasi, you know, contention. Because 
if if you have a core with Rose, Old Depot, and Vucevic, you know, you can still compete. Yeah, you can still compete, and you, you can might, still you probably run, draw someone. You might run into the to the same Vic Elf, Victor Oladipo, Alfred Payton problem that at least we think we have here in Orlando. Um, but but you can definitely still compete. I mean, Rose is a step up from Payton at this point still, even even with some of his inconsistencies. But I don't think he's as inconsistent as Payton. Right. So then, if you're the Magic, if if you have a lineup of Payton. You you probably re-sign Fournier then, so you go Peyton Fournier, Butler, Aaron Gordon. If you're Al Horford, that that's pretty intriguing. Yes, I mean, and plus you have Taj Gibson coming off the bench. You have Mario Zonia. You'll have C.J. Watson, so you'll have a couple of of good guys to, to come off the bench that and would, the Magic would still fit have well. Some money to play around with with uh, with free agency. Still to exactly, the and, and and that and, and and in that sense too, you get better bench guys because they sense an opportunity more than previous in the past. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I think all this talk is, you know, just it shows how important this whole summer is going to be to the whole project that Rob Hennigan's undertaken. Because if there's one area that I think we can all agree Rob Hennigan's been weak on, it's been free agency, and. You wonder how much of that is Rob Hennigan can't convince a decent guy to come here, or how much of it is decent guys won't come here because the roster isn't ready. Like we've we've talked about it, you know, on and on and on. A lot of this magic rebuild is based on internal improvement. And we've seen it slowly come come to play. And the Magic are certainly a better team now than they were last year. Um, and, and, you know, the way they've played the last three games certainly shows their potential, why they haven't done that more often. That is, is a question for the offseason. But um, the, the Magic just aren't a team that it, that's going to attract free agents yet. And so now they've got to put them – they've got to kind of force that issue a little bit and put themselves in a place where free agents can clearly look at this team – veteran free agents, that is – clearly look at this team and say – yeah, I'm going to buy in. This team's ready to compete, and I want to be a part of this. Um, you know, you had to overpay for Channing Fry to get him to come. Uh, you know, Jason Smith was an end-of-the-bench guy looking for another opportunity, got a one-year deal. The ma- he's taken advantage of that opportunity. Um, you know, he could be back. He could not be. I don't know. Um, with the way Andrew Nicholson's played of late, you know, maybe you, you stick with – maybe you give Nick, try and get Nicholson on a shorter deal or the deal you'd give Smith and let Smith walk. Um, but – you know, it, 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 it's it's such a strange thing having to market a, a team. Like the Magic's bad luck in the draft has hurt them at every stage of the rebuild, and it's not anything that Rob Hennigan could do about it. And I know a lot of people have been kind of frustrated with this team in Jan in January and February, uh, and have lashed out at 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 management some. And and certainly frustration is the right reaction, but you, you got to ask yourself, well, what more could the general manager do? And this summer he's Clearly, the, the franchise as a whole, whether it's Hennigan or not pushing it, but this franchise as a whole has decided to make a – has made a conscious decision. We're moving forward in a meaningful way. We're going to spend some money, and we're going to we're gonna really push for the playoffs in 2017. How they do that, how they execute that is going to be what makes or breaks the whole, the whole thing. Uh, and so, you know, this is looking like a very, very big summer for, for the Magic in every way. 
yeah, it, it's it's huge. Um, the, the, there's still that chance that they strike out too. Yes, which, absolutely. Uh, the biggest the which, biggest fear Magic fans should have is not that they strike out and get nobody. It's that they spend the it's that they spend the money on guys who don't actually help them that much, and then exactly, it's that they pull a Joe Dumars and get Charlie Villanueva oh. and Ben Gordon with their max cap space. I mean, to be that, to be fair, Pistons, ben, the Pistons are still coming out of that in many ways. Now they're 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 out of it now, but it took them years to get out of that. Nothing is worse than a bad max contract. And so yeah. that's where the question's about is giving Dwight Howard a max the right deal? Is giving Hassan Whiteside a max the right deal? Is, you know, picking the right guys to bring in is absolutely key. You can't just spend the money to spend the money. And that's where trades may come in. That's why a, a Butler deal, I think, is also attract, uh, is also somewhat, or something like that is also attractive. It's, it's, you can take that risk and get out quickly. Yeah, I mean, we saw the the Pistons go and do that. They're not a a very intriguing market to go to, and so they went and got their guy that they would have spent their money on a free agency at the at the trade deadline at Tobias Harris. Yes. So, yeah, we saw the the Hornets do that last year by trading for Nicholas Batum. Yes. So you, you see teams that go and do that and you know make an impact in the short term and in the longer term now of course the Batum could end up bolting Tobias is is locked in in Detroit so we'll know a little bit more about them in a year or so but it's it's very possible for teams to go out and and get that that guy that they need and want and I, I think that Another thing that's going to help the Magic if if you get Butler with his versatility, he's, he's got good enough size that he can play the three, and he can play the two. Um, with having Evan Fournier's bird rights, you can go and fill out the rest of your team. Yes, and then if Fournier for some reason isn't hasn't signed a, an offer sheet or or whatever, then you can go over the cap, which you take because you know that it's going to go up still. Yeah. So if you're if you're in you know cap purgatory per say for a year, you're still getting uh, hypothetically if, if you did a, a deal where you acquired Butler and Gibson, Gibson would be coming off the books you next summer. End up with Max cap room again in 2017. Exactly. So and, and I was gonna, I was gonna mention that I knew I forgot something with my timing thing. You can certainly negotiate with Fournier and tell him what's going on, come to an agreement, and make his deal the last one you sign. That's perfectly legal. The the Spurs did that with Kawhi Leonard and Tim Duncan to resign to to sign Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, that... the timing the timing of when you sign guys, like you can agree to a contract whenever. But just because you've agreed to a contract does not mean you've signed the contract. Doesn't mean anything until it's on the dotted exactly. line. Exactly, and so and, and obviously we saw that last summer with DeAndre Jordan. Yes. But that's a 
that's a whole the other way too like yeah you can agree with a guy and say okay we agree to this contract it's written up it's ready for you to sign why don't you hold off on signing this because we we're, we're still completely willing to do this but let's go get x let's go get y let's go get z who will make our team better and then sign you because that that's how the cap works that's how you know the, the salary cap works and, and it's completely within the rules yep and i imagine that that's something that evan who said he he wants to be here yeah would be very open to doing. Of course, you hear guys say, well, I want to be here all the time, and then get an offer, yeah. you know, in, in, in mean, a big... And we saw, and we saw how the, the, the Tobias Harris thing played out. Essentially, you know, from everything I understand, the Magic told Tobias Harris, go get a max offer sheet, and we'll talk. Or, or not necessarily we'll talk, but go get a max offer sheet, and then, you know, we'll... we'll Get, you know, we'll, we'll get it done. Contract. We'll get it done. Uh, he went out, got a max offer sheet from the Kings, or from you know Kings, and I think a couple other teams that were were in, were in talks to give him a max offer sheet. Brought it back to the Magic. The Magic got a contract done for less than the max. And he never signed an offer sheet. He just he used that bargaining leverage to, to get the Magic to his number because um, I, I you know for he wanted to be in Orlando. I, I think that's. Probably the the worst thing about the whole trade situation is Tobias really did want to be in Orlando, um, but they they found a way to make it work, and certainly that can happen again this summer. Um, you know the Magic, the Magic lowball their restricted free agents. They're gonna lowball Victor. Victor's looking for a max, but if Victor's still on the team, you know this summer they're gonna lowball him. He's not gonna take it. He's gonna prepare to enter a restricted free agency. And everyone's going to have to be prepared to, to pay him the max. Um, but, um, you know, what, the Magic have also shown that they'll take care of guys or they'll, they'll give guys a, a fair offer um, once restricted free agency comes around. So, you know, I'm not so worried about, about Evan Fournier. If the Magic want to keep Evan Fournier, um, they'll keep I, think, Evan Fournier. I think he'll be here. Um. Now, aside from the Butler thing, the the other pretty sizable, I guess you could say, uh, potential free agent thing that has happened in the last week or so with the Magic's name tossed around is the fact that uh, Dwight Howard could be interested in coming back. You know, we know our our buddy Adam Papa Giorgio of, uh, is is not a. Uh, not a big fan of it. No, no. Um, um, he went. He like uh, his point is well taken, and I think he's right on a few things about that. But uh, I'm not as you know viscerally against it as 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 he is. Um, it. I don't think that personally, and this is just how I feel. The Magic are not in a position to say no to any player that can help them. And I think Dwight Howard can help them. Yep, and that that's the, the stance that I'm in. You know, at, at some point, you have to let things that happened in the past go. You, you can't be that person that just holds on to something because that happened. You know, if, if that happened, LeBron James would have never gone back to Cleveland. Yes. I mean, I know those situations are a little different, but... Um, Obviously, but obviously, but the, the, I but think the I think, thought think, process is still kind the, of close. The main, the main key to me in the whole 
thought process with, with Dwight, or at least what, what Adam wrote, and, and it sucks that we don't have Adam on here to, to maybe defend himself a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, and, and maybe maybe we, we should do that, you know, toward, toward the end of the summer, get, get us all together and, and, and have a hangout or something, but, um, you know, the, the thing with me is, is you've got to lay down some ground rules with Dwight and let him know that the, he's not going to run the franchise like he did before and that he can't expect to kind of have the same power. You see, A, he's not the same player, and B, that wasn't productive for them to win championships. He's got to respect the power structure. He's got to, you know, be a leader. Um, you know, he, 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 he can't act the same way that he did you know, when he left. And, you know, I'm someone that blames the Magic more for that whole situation getting out of hand than, than Dwight. Dwight didn't handle it well, um, but I, I, I don't put that on Dwight as much as I do on the franchise who, you know, let him kind of twist in the wind and be a victim of his own indecision and, and kind of played his loyalty against him and played some of his good nature against him. And I think that hurt him, too, personally. I, I, I don't know, but... Um, you know, I think at the same time, it's it's about results. I mean, we've talked about this all year. It's about results. Can have you won? Can you are are you producing on the court? And if and if Howard helps you produce on the court, that will take care of everything. And winning winnings is winning is what matters. Yes. At, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Who you put out there, you could put out, you know, three quarters of the 76ers roster. And if you're winning basketball games, that that's all that matters. That that's what people look at, that's what people talk about. If you win, you're good. If if you're putting out, you know, big names and you're losing games, or you're putting out, you know, guys who are fringe NBA players at best. And you're losing games, then we're going to talk about it. Yes. Like you, you see the situation that the Cavs are in right now. Yes. That team is a mess. Yes. Like well, let's let's be 100 percent honest. And I mean, LeBron's cryptic messages that probably mean nothing, but you know, Kevin Love hasn't been good. Kyrie's been up and down. That team has a lot of issues. Now, does bringing Dwight back? fix every issue that the Magic have? No. It, it helps, and it probably brings up other issues, you know. They're a little bit limited offensively with Dwight and Aaron Gordon as they're starting front court as of now. You know, you, you don't have enough shooting with Alfred Payton as your starting point guard. You know, even with Fournier, who's a good shooter. Like I, I don't think we can discount that fact. But Butler's not, you know, a dead eye like Hito Turklu or Richard Lewis was in their time in Orlando. So the, you, you have so much that you'd have to figure out that, you know, you see teams like Cleveland trying to figure out and they're it's just not happening. Yeah. Which is, I think, something that you have to worry about when you're looking at anybody in free agency. You know, this person might make sense on paper, but you put them on the court, they don't produce, then that there's the issue. Um, so, I like I said, I think 
getting Dwight wouldn't be a bad bad move, especially if he's interested and their other options have run out. Yes. Because yes. no matter what, you can't say no to people who are interested in playing for your organization unless you have 15 players who fit so tightly together and perfectly like the Warriors that you're not going to get rid of anybody. Yeah. That That's the only situation, unless you're getting Kevin Durant, which if that happens... I'm moving to Oakland. Sorry, Phil. Um, um, I'll, miss, I'll miss you. Enjoy the uh, parade. I'm moving to Oakland to cover that team because that would be some historic stuff. But, you know, you can't mess with it. But the Magic don't have that. Yeah. The, Ma- the Magic have players with that appear to have talent. You you think you have something good in Aaron Gordon? You think you could have something in Mario Zonia? They're, they're waiting on guys but, to take the step up. Like, I mean, it, the the thing. <coughs> that, the, I mean, the thing that is certainly difficult about the decisions the Magic have to make is they're going to 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 take a significant step forward. They're going to have to trade away a quote unquote core player, a, a player that they pinned their future on, or they drafted, or they you know wanted to develop that either hasn't panned out or has enough value to get them something good in return. Like Victor like Victor Oladipo entering the season, we thought he would take the all-star leap. And he didn't do that. And he's been playing a lot better in the last month or so. But now it's been a year of that. He, we're getting ready to move on to the next year, a contract year for him. I mean, this was an extension year for him. This was a contract year for him, essentially. And we don't know if he can be that star yet. So, how are the Magic supposed to evaluate him? I, I mean, are they supposed to stick with him for another year and and potentially commit cap, max cap space, max a max contract to him without really knowing what he is yet, or should they cash him in now? There's there's no one on this roster that they should necessarily be married to because no one's proven proven it yet. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this discussion about going out and finding a star to attract a free agent. The player, the the, part, the point of the plan was to have the, use the draft to get that star or to get multiple stars and use them to attract free agents. That has not happened. And so that's why the Magic are in the situation they're in, for better or for worse. Yeah, like, if you had somebody who's clear-cut going to be a star, then you were like, okay, this is who we're going to do, then we're going to move on from X, Y, and Z. But the Magic have guys who are still trying to tap into that, you know. We've seen... Sorry. We've seen Aaron Gordon... Go go ahead. I was going to say, and and the Magic may very well... I mean, like, all we have have in, in, in in this podcast is your opinion and my opinion. The Magic very well could still believe Victor Oladipo can be an all-star. And they may believe it so wholeheartedly that he is completely untouchable to them. And they will not trade him for anything. And that's the guy they want to build they want to build around. And if that's the case, then that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna build around him. But I think what's important at this point is 
they need to pick either the guy on the roster that, that they're going to do that with, or they need to get someone that they can do that with somehow. They just need a little bit more clarity with their future so they can actually build a team rather than yeah. just collect talent. Yeah, and, and that's the situation that they're in this season or this summer. You, you have does, to be done collecting talent. And why does not Ernie have Shaquille O'Neal's jeans wrapped around his, his, his neck? I, I am not sure. Um, that that sounds like something that I have to see for myself to believe. Shaquille O'Neal, uh, like we're recording this at, at midnight uh, on Thursday, you know, following the Magic's win over the Pacers. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is currently walking onto the inside the NBA set without any pants on, with a cane and a bandage over his head, uh, because the not Ernie Johnson host tonight uh, knocked him onto a couch WrestleMania style. Nice. It was, a, it, was a, it, was, it was a good bump. Shaq knows how to take a bump. Well, um, back to actual basketball. Back to basketball. Yeah. Um, this Magic Man premiering April 14th at 9 p.m. on ESPN. Yeah, that, that, that's coming up quick. Um, I, they, they have to actually build a team. You know, and, and that's why you've said it and I've echoed it. They can't add another rookie to this bunch. You can't wait another two or three years for somebody, which is why neither one of us believe that they're actually going to have their draft pick come June unless it ends up in the top two, two or three. Yeah. If it, if it does then, then you keep it. You, then, you, then you have your guy. Yeah, then so you I can get we – both, We both agree whether it's Ben Simmons or Brandon Ingram, that's their guy. Or, I mean, if you end up third, then you highly consider taking Buddy Heald probably, and he's the guy that can come in and contribute right away. Yeah, and potentially be that guy. I mean, people are comparing kind of the way he's being analyzed to, to – I don't, I don't think he's Stephen Curry good, but, he, I mean, he's a shooter. He can, he can play. He'll, he'll find a, he, a place. Yeah, he can, he can shoot that ball. Um, but – all of this is, is great. You know, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about heading into the offseason and, and looking forward. But there's there's still some games to be uh, to be played this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know they were eliminated from the playoffs on, uh, on Sunday with Indiana's win, and and now they're playing. Maybe some of their best basketball of the season. Possibly, uh, it's it's certainly their best basketball since December. Yeah, and as, <laughs> as indicated by the fact that they've won three games in a row for the first time since December. time since December. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, Skiles. I mean, you want to talk about high praise? Uh, Scott Skiles said after after tonight's game against the Pacers that you know when they play like this, they're you know they're playing like a playoff team right now. And I know a lot of people were critical, saying, oh, they beat the Bulls. The Bulls are kind of in, lost in the woods. They beat the Nets. The Nets are terrible. I don't care who you are. Beating any NBA team by 35 points, 34 points, whatever it was, that, that's okay. impressive. That takes skill. You don't the, just do that. That game was bloody. 
It was. The Magic just did uh, whatever they wanted for about we, 45 minutes. Yeah, we we both had the opportunity to sit down courtside for that, and it was just a bloodbath from the start to the finish. I mean, when you see somebody jump from the free throw line in an NBA game, you, twice now. Yeah, you you know that something ridiculous is going to happen, and that's really what sparked the magic. Then, and then they went and they beat. You know, Indiana has shortcomings. That they're still a talented team. They still have, I think, a, a top thirteen, fourteen player in the league, and, and Paul George. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the top ten coaches in the league, and Frank Vogel. That, that team's talented and they should end up making the playoffs and they beat the doors off of them too. Obviously, they, they pulled away late, but the fact that they pulled away late that's something the Magic the, haven't... That's been a problem for the Magic all year. And it's not, just, it's not just that they pulled away late. The Magic had the lead at halftime by, what, eight, nine points? The Pacers tied it early in the, second, in the third quarter and then the Magic just blew them out after a timeout. Like, yeah, I mean this. This is what we're seeing right now. Like, there's there, there are some people I know that want to put a lot of stock into these games, and certainly some stock should be because we've said this all year and in our in our conversations and the various podcasts that we've done together. That that 19 and 13 team is in there somewhere. We've seen we saw it once. It it, it can come out again. It exists. The problem was for the majority of this 82 game season, the Magic have not been that team. Um, but when they play like this, it does make you believe, yeah, this thing can work. Another year of seasoning, maybe you know, maybe the Magic don't need a wholesale change. Maybe they have enough to, to sell a free agent. You know, you know, so you know, whatever whatever the case may be, I, I don't believe that because we have a, a full eighty two game season to tell us it's not quite that that they they need a little bit extra. They they can't do this every night, but. Yeah, when, when this team plays really well, they are a really good team, and no one should forget that. Um, and they're kind of reminding us of that right now, albeit a little too late to make a run for the playoffs. As it was right there for them. The, the, as bad as the Magic were in January and February, the East never ran away from them. They made it 73 games before their, before the, before their playoff dreams were officially over. So, and, and that was something that coming into this season they all said they they want to play meaningful games later in the season. And, you know, look, I, I know that they were losing them, but the fact that they were playing in games that meant something is really important. You know, I, I, I think that overall... They've had a, a they've had a ton of chances to win basketball games. Yeah, you know, they're, they're in, not, in the second half of the season, they're not as far off as we think. Yeah, like it's it's not like they're going out and getting blown out every night. You know, obviously you have nights where you can get blown out. Every team, no matter how good you are, gets blown out. Like the yeah. Warriors, who are probably going to set the single season uh, record for best record ever got beat by what 20 in Dallas once I think this so. season 
think so. Or the, or no, Detroit beat them by like Detroit thirty. Beat them, Detroit beat them pretty bad. Yeah. You should be able to list off all of Golden State's losses. They've only had what seven. Milwaukee, Dallas, Detroit, Portland, San Antonio. San Antonio. That was their last loss, though. <laughs> They're just a ridiculous team. They they lost to somebody else. We know they didn't lose to Oklahoma City because of Steph Curry. Nope. <laughs> um, but nonetheless. Every team, you know, is going to lose games. And the Magic have had chances to win good games. You know, they had a chance to beat the Spurs. They had a chance to beat the Warriors at home. They, except for about 10 minutes, outplayed the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. Yeah. They had a a chance to beat the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. They should have swept, ha- swept Toronto, to be honest. Yeah, maybe I not, mean... Maybe not should have swept, but they could have swept Toronto. Yeah, I mean... They beat Atlanta twice, and I know Atlanta wasn't playing quite like they are now when they when they beat them, but those two games in February were both really well-played games. I mean, I think the Magic felt like after those games they were turning a corner, which they didn't turn yeah. until now. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've seen what we need to see, I think. You know, you and I have both said that this was the season to answer a ton of questions. Yes. And that's what they've done. Yes. You know, there obviously there's there's still the questions of who do you keep, what do you do this off season, you know, how do you really build a championship team with this bunch that is clearly has its flaws, which for better or for worse, have have come out in this second half, but we're we're still answering the questions that we needed to. Yeah. Um. And and that that's the big thing to yeah. take away from this season. Even if they didn't, you know, make the playoffs, they they've still improved. There are are they at thirty one or thirty two wins now after tonight? They I, are. I, I believe they're at 32, which is what I, I said that they would have. The over-under was 32, if I'm not mistaken. The over-under in Vegas was 32 and a half. They are 32 and 43. I, I pegged them at 32 wins. I thought I was on the lower end. Um, I, pe- I pegged them at 35 and thought I was on the high end. So I've seen people say they were going to end up at like 28 again. Which, which for a, a, a short period there. It looked like, yeah. Like a, a short period, yeah. Like coming they have, into they have they have an above five hundred record at home too. Which I yeah, they I, I, they've played well at home. They just they haven't been able to beat anybody on the road, and that's yeah. that's ultimately been that's, their downfall. But you expect that from a young team like the Magic. Yeah, you do. Um, and I mean to be honest, their schedule the rest of the way isn't isn't terrible. I mean. They get Milwaukee and Miami twice. Miami obviously has had their number for the past fifteen years, it seems like. But you know, Milwaukee's kind of struggling. We know the the Memphis Grizzlies. I think. Will they have a basketball team when they come to town? 
I I think the Grizzlies, it was either the Grizzlies or the Pelicans have had the most players on their roster in a single season ever. And they're at like 28. That's a game. I mean, a home game too. That that should be a game that the Magic can should be able to try and find a way to scratch out. Although you know, Memphis is still they've got a good system, they've got a good culture, so you know they grind. They grind, uh, and they've got Lance Stevenson, um, which can or can be a bit good thing, can be a bad thing. Um, but you know, I, I think that if you're the Magic, you're, you're pleased with the the progress you've made, especially with me, how you're playing. Let me let me. I mean, I, I don't think pleased is the right word. Um, okay. This, this is this, this is how I've described it all year. You're content. You're content. Because you're not thrilled, but you you definitely don't consider this season a failure. Like last year, you and I both agree. Last year was a complete and utter failure. Last season happened. Yeah, it did. We can't we can't go back and and take it back. We we, we can't get in the lost time machine and and make it not happen. But. Um, like last year was such was just such a failure because because we didn't learn anything about anyone on the roster we didn't we didn't learn anything about how the team was made up and and it was just because the, I mean yeah the players didn't perform well or didn't perform as a group well but it also kind of fell on coaching in a lot of ways in a lot of ways to you know just Jacques Vaughn just just wasn't good enough you know he he couldn't he couldn't take the step from patting guys on the back to implementing a strategy and holding them accountable which is a big step like we saw the growing pains of that this year everyone bought in initially things were rolling they hit a road bump guys didn't quite know how to react to it coaches couldn't get everyone back on the same page they couldn't figure it out they fell apart missed the playoffs got got to this point pressure's kind of off started buying in again things have started to turn around they're playing their best basketball of this of the season or uh, since December at least mm, yeah so, I mean, yeah that's, that's the struggle of where they're at that but that's a big question that need to be answered and we couldn't answer it last year so now they had a coach that, that brought that accountability that brought that expectation that wasn't going to baby anybody was going to sit you down if you made a mistake was going to pull you know, all the starters, no, nothing was going to be guaranteed or given. And sometimes, um, sometimes, you know, he was not going to give you an opportunity when you earned one even, but that's, that's a debate for another day. Um, but he held everyone, he tried to hold everyone accountable, tried to set a standard, tried to set an expectation. And the team struggled a little bit with that. And that's a big thing that they needed to learn too. And some of it could certainly be said on roster construction that, yeah, they, they needed a veteran. They needed someone besides Channing Fry to kind of lead them and, and push them. And they tried to get that with Paul Millsap, but couldn't, couldn't find a, a, an able replacement uh, as a secondary piece in free agency. Um, but they, they just couldn't get to that next level. And, you know, they, they set up, I think, uh, they tried to set up a culture and how successful, successful they were at that, certainly up for debate. I know a lot of people have been frustrated with Scott Skiles and some of his rotation decisions. And some of it, and a lot of and much of that criticism is warranted to be frank but at the same time to me this season was all about the players and how they would respond and learning about what they can do and what they'll be on the court and i think we saw that throughout the year and that's why despite how they're playing now despite how good they look 
you got to look at the season in whole, and this group just does not work well together. If you're going to get serious about winning and move on from developing guys, you got to pick your horses and build a real team. And it's not this group. It's it's something's got some some pieces have to be added, some pieces have to be subtracted. It's it's just not this group. And that's fine. You needed to learn that. Okay, so so let's let's have a little bit of fun here. Okay. Rapid fire. I'm all down for fun. Who? All right. I'm gonna throw out a player name that's that's on the Magic roster now. Um, you're gonna say yes or no that they're here next season. Okay. Um, let, let's let's start off with this. Do we both agree that Brandon Jennings, Ersan Ilyasova, and Jason Smith are not here next season? Brandon Jennings and Ersan Ilyasova are definitely not here this next season. I am. <clears throat> 4060 that Smith won't be here next season. I I, I I think that there's there's that slight chance too, but I think that he might have played himself out of the Magic's price range to an extent. You know, I don't know if they're going to be willing to fork over. I I he got four million this off season. Four and a half, I think. Four and a half, so that probably bumps up to about eight. And a half next season. The new cap is silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we, I think we both agree that those two are gone. Not, uh, not to subvert your game here. It, I think we've stylized a lot of the free agency, a lot of the offseason as decisions between two guys. Do the Magic take the cheaper of Jason Smith and Andrew Nicholson? I th- <clears throat> I think so, but <clears throat> so I guess me, I um, guess the next guy would be is Andrew Nicholson on the roster. Maybe. Is Andrew Nicholson? I don't think so, um, but I think that that's because somebody is going to see what he's done, you know, albeit in a somewhat small sample size the last few games, and and even when he's played this season, I think he's he's played generally well. So I, th- I think that a team's going to see that and potentially offer him a, a sizable deal in, in this market. Now, I could be completely wrong. Yeah. I think, I think he gets the Kylo Quinn treatment. Someone's just going to offer him more than the Magic are willing to pay, and it's because the Magic just didn't want to use him. Like I, I wouldn't have given O'Quinn a fourth year, but O'Quinn's number was okay. Yeah. And I think that's I, what'll I, end up happening with Nicholson. Someone will offer him more than the Magic are willing to pay because the Magic undervalue him for whatever reason. And they'll let him walk. Yeah. Um Evan Fournier. I think he's back on the roster next year. I think they'll bring him back. I agree. Um, Aaron Gordon. Most untouchable player on the roster. I I also agree. Uh, Dwayne Dedman. This is an interesting one for me. He's he's in the same boat as Nicholson. Here's here's where things get complicated. Are the Magic going to give Nicholson and Dedman the qualifying offer knowing that that eats into their cap space. They, they still have max cap space 
even if they offer even the doing that. But if like let's say they don't make that deal at the draft that we're, we we talked we spent the first twenty minutes of this podcast talking about to get two max guys, they'd have to renounce just about everybody. Yeah. And so. Oh. Uh, of course, Demons cap hold isn't that much. I have to. Yeah, the cap hold isn't that much, but every every dollar matters. And can can you yeah. renounce? Can you renounce guys? Later, can you can you extend the qualifying offer and then take it back when if you need to? I think so. I think you can. So maybe that doesn't. I, I I believe that I I did that research um, into the CBA FAQ, which is um uh, amazing, but uh, yes. very hats, hat, hat tip to very. Yes. Very awesome person too. I, I had the chance. And to I, 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 I brought forth the fact that I believe you can renounce a renounce. Oh yeah, that's right. You did do yeah. So you can renounce somebody and then get to a point later that you want to re-renounce them and then get their cap hold back on your roster. Provided they haven't signed with anyone. Yet. Yes. Um, but but back to to other business. Uh, C.J. Watson, I, I think by default he is. I think he will be unless he's needed this filler in a trade. But I think he will. Yeah. Be. Um, we we can't forget about him. Uh, Devin Marble. I don't think Devin will be back. I don't either. I, I made find this someone cheaper in uh, in in summer league. I I made this point to you. Um, I believe Saturday night that if if Devin could get a reliable jump shot, yeah, he would he would be he might still be a fringe rotation player, but he has the qualities he could, he to get there. Yeah, yeah, he could get there. Styles loves his defense. And, and it, 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 he's he's played good defense. Here's here's, uh, Mar- here's here's the here's the side question to that: Is Devin yes. Marble? On the Magic Summer League team. Yes. Okay. I, I kind of think they're going to wash their hands of him and just just give him let let him free for for his own kind of for himself. Which I think would be doing right by him. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise. It, you know what? That that's a trick question. He'll be on the Magic Summer League team and then play in Vegas with someone else, with someone. Probably. They'll let him. They'll let uh, him play in Vegas. Mario Hazonia. Aside from Gordon, I think he's the most untouchable player on the roster. He's the yeah. second most untouchable player on the roster. You just don't know what you have with him yet. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I know a lot of fans have been very frustrated with, with him and his minutes this year. If you've watched him closely, he's taken steps forward, steps back like any rookie would. I think he's gotten a lot better. Um, I, I've, seen, I've seen lots of improvement of understanding of how he fits into him. An NBA defense uh, and some offense. Um, he's trying to force things less, although he still forces things some. Uh, but I think he's learned enough that he'll take what he take what he needs to work on in the summer. I think we'll see a very different player come summer league. Um, you know, I've, I've I'm very much on the record of saying I'm I'm okay with I like young guys playing for their national team. I'm a little hesitant to say if Mario should play for Croatia because I think he'll play largely the same role that he's been playing in Orlando 
and I don't want him to regress in becoming kind of his own player a little bit more. Yeah. But I think I think he'll come back to the Magic a, a much better player, a player ready to contribute off the bench. I don't know if he'll be a starter yet, but he'll he'll be a much better player by summer league, by the Olympic qualifying tournament, by the Olympics if Croatia makes it, and certainly by the beginning of the regular season. So I, I don't think it's it's any time to panic with Mario. Um, Alfred Payton. Yes, but I am certainly more willing to discuss it. Discuss it. I, I've I've said this about Alfred and Vooch pretty much for half the season now. I've said this about Vooch the entire season, I think, but Alfred certainly for half the season. Alfred Payton and Nikola Vucevic are quality starting options um, until. Alfred Payton develops a more consistent jump shot. It's it's tough to say you can make it to the next level. The same way we talk about Nikola Vucevic's defense being a hindrance to the team, you, you're not going to get to the next level until Alfred takes that next step. And so he's, he's either got to take that next step or you know the Magic have to find another answer. Um, I don't think you trade him unless that other option is in place already. So, like, if the Magic know they're going to sign Mike Conley this summer, absolutely include Alfred Payton in whatever trade you're trying to make. If the Magic know they're going to sign Al Horford this summer or Dwight Howard or whoever, absolutely trade Nikola Vucevic for whoever you need to. And, and Vuce has to kind of be involved in those deals because he's the biggest salary um, to make salaries match. But that's that's kind of where I'm at with Alfred. I, I don't think it's time to, get, to give up on him. I don't think it's time to... to go actively shopping for other point guards, but you definitely keep your ear to the ground for, for better options if you can find them. So then the last two are Vooch and Victor, and I think that we both wouldn't be surprised if they're traded, and we both wouldn't be surprised if they're here next season. Yes. Is that fair? Yes. I think Victor has a, Victor has a better chance of staying, and that yes, I know I'm saying that Victor and Evan will both stay. I think that's a very real possibility because this magic, this magic front office has all been about flexibility and, and they've got a lot of flexibility and they're not going to let a player like Evan Fournier walk for nothing unless they have a, a better plan in place or they don't think they can get a minutes and justify the cost. They can figure out the Victor, they can delay the Victor-Evan question a little bit longer. Um, I think I'm probably... And I like Vooch, but I, I, I think there's a very, very real and a very good chance that Vooch is not here next year and that the Magic find a, a, a better option at center. Because yeah. I've said that, I think we've both said this at various times throughout the year, as good as Vooch is offensively, it's better to have a, a center who only plays defense than a center who only plays offense. And Vooch has gotten better defensively. He's done a better job. The numbers show that he's improved. Um, but it's just still not enough. You, you need a rim protector to, to keep guys out of the paint and challenge shots, and Vooch just isn't isn't that. And as good as he is, he, he just isn't that. Yeah. Um, needless to say, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, th- I think we've touched on on quite a bit that we had to talk about. We've we, we've talked about getting together and, and getting some stuff 
off and firing off ideas for a while now. Um, so, so getting, getting some of our, our thoughts that might be a little bit too rambly for, for full posts, um, it is good. Yeah. Where we, we can only do so much. Um, but you know, the mat, the magic still have what? Six games left. My math. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven, I can't count. This is their last big road trip, though. Yeah, they've only got to go to... Last, last two-game road trip here. Coming up. Miami and... Uh, well, Miami and Charlotte. Charlotte, that yeah. Game is still so, on national TV, guys. That game's going to have some playoff implications, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Right? The, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's going to be fighting for something. Hey, and... Unless they tank. Unless they tank. I just want to... I, I just want to point this out. I was I was judged by some people for believing that the Hornets could be a playoff team this season coming into this year. Now I, I was wrong on the Bucks. I think pretty much everybody everybody was wrong on the Bucks, but they seem to be figuring out a little bit with Giannis Satetokounmpo playing. Mostly Michael Carter Williams being out. Point well yeah. But Giannis playing point guard is equal parts amazing and terrifying for everybody else in the league. Him versus Aaron Gordon on Friday is going to be fantastic to watch. Yes, it is. Um, And then again in about a week and a half in Orlando. Yes. So we'll have that to look forward to. Um, But, you know, see if they can finish strong, and I imagine we will – be back to, to probably wrap up the season, talk odds and ends. You know, talk playoffs, why not? Talk, yeah, I mean, there's there's never not something that you can talk about for a team, even if they're bad. Yes, yes. Uh, um, so, so do you do you have any closing comments or concerns? I, I have I have one thing, and I want to make sure we get this in. And I'll probably tack on something at the at the beginning of the podcast too. Uh, Zach, you planned something really really cool on Sunday, and I'm gonna, you know, it's 12:42 in the morning here in Orlando. I'm gonna get this posted Friday, so we make sure we get this get this in, and it's still relevant. Um, but Zach, why don't you tell everyone what's going on Sunday? What Orlando Pinstripe Post has planned Sunday at the Magic Grizzlies game uh, at the Amway Center. Oh yeah, um, that 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 is uh, very important actually. Um, so we were lucky enough to team up with uh, one of the great ticket reps at the Magic Cab to host our first Orlando Pinstripe Post Night. Uh, pretty much, we ask that fans, you know, readers, w- whatever you may be, um, to and this goes purchase tickets. Magic Daily readers too. Absolutely. Yes, I, I believe that. I, I believe that we probably have some of these the same readership, um, but um, we have it to where tickets are fifteen dollars. Um, every ticket that you purchase helps send an underprivileged child uh, that the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation is selecting to a game that they otherwise would not be able to go to. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's something that our friends at Blazer's Edge have done multiple times. I believe they did it for their 10th straight year this year. And that was actually either earlier this week or late uh, last week. And they had 2,000 tickets donated. Wow. Um, and then our friends at Bright Side of the Sun did it this year. And, you know... It, it's been a smashing success for them, and and we're really hoping that we can you know make a late push and make it even better than it's already been. You know, I, I know some people have, have donated tickets, and for everyone that has, I'm eternally grateful. I know that the kids will be, and it, it's just going to be a great time. Also, if you buy 150 dollars worth of tickets, so 10 tickets, you get a pair of uh, tickets for yourself in the one of the all-star boxes on the Amway Center club level I believe and I, I have not checked this but I believe I heard that the face value for one of those tickets alone is $250 so if, if you buy just 10 tickets you're getting a steal you know if you can you know please help you know yeah. even if you're even if you're only buying one ticket one ticket could you know, make a kid's year. It's, so, I mean, it, I, I, it, it's a great cause, and we're we're blessed that we get to we get to go and cover NBA games, um, and and we see this team all the time. Um, you know, if you if you've ever been to an NBA game, it's 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 a really good experience, no matter where you are in the building. Uh, you know, for 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 people that otherwise wouldn't be able to go, whether it's because you know, they, they don't have the means to, to, to attend a game or buy a ticket. Just being in the building is is, is special enough. And, uh, you know, you hope your team is able to put on a good performance, but just, just being in an NBA arena is, you know, stepping in for the first time, it, it's always a special special thing. Like, I mean, you and I get to go cover the game, cover the games a lot. Um, and, and so we're, we're around the team, but just being in the building it, it always has this grand feel to it, it it's always um you know it, it's not an experience you would you would ever trade and it's always something different every time and you know you, you hope you hope that the teams put on a good show um, um and the way the magic are playing they certainly should uh but it's 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 something that no one will ever forget um you know especially if you don't get to go very often and so i think uh, it, it, the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation is a, fan, is a fantastic, fantastic charity. Um, they do a lot of great work here in the Orlando community, uh, but this is this is just a really good opportunity to do something special uh, for for you know kids that you know probably that sometimes they they need something special to happen for them, or you know they need a break from things, or they need an escape, or you know whatever, they, or they may just be big basketball fans, and then this is their opportunity to to see the team play and. and no matter what the reason, it's 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 always good to help other people, and and you know I'm I was happy to donate donate a ticket, and you know I'm, I'm sure everyone else who has too. You don't have to be in the Orlando area to donate. Um, yes, that can, that is can, that is a know, big thing. I know we have a few internet. I know Orlando Magic Daily has a few international readers. Um, I don't know what the exchange rate would be or, or how exactly it would work on on the Magic's ticket site, um, but. Even no matter where you are in the world, in the United States, wherever, um, you can contribute to this cause and help the Orlando community, um, you know, and, and help help kids have a, have a good evening um, at a Magic game. You know, uh, that's yeah. 
and if you want to find out uh, more information, you can find it on OrlandoPinstripePost.com. Uh, we have it uh, pinned um, near the top of our page. I imagine Phil will also put, link I'll it put, in, in I'll his... Put the link, I'll put the link to the ticket information on OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, on the page that, that the podcast will be housed on. And, and we'll probably send out a couple of links. I, the game is is this Sunday, April... It's this Sunday, yes. April uh, 3rd? 3rd, yeah. This Sunday, April 3rd. Um, that, tickets will be closing, I think you said, at some point on the 2nd. On yeah, the I, I believe we're closing at 11.59 on um, Saturday. P.M. Eastern. Yes, P.M. Eastern. Okay. So um, definitely, definitely get in on that. Um, it's only 50, it's only fifteen dollars. Um, you know, really helping. I mean, it's 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 a really good cause. Um, you know, always the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation, um, as as everyone in Orlando knows, or everyone around the team knows, you know, always raises more than a million dollars for for kids in the Orlando area, and uh, it's always a always doing good work and so it's 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 good to it, it's good it is what you've done here zach i think is, is really 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 great um and uh you know i think that um it'll you know no matter you know no matter what number it ends up being every single person that that will be at the game you know for Orlando pinstripe post night through this program will be thankful for it and have a great time great time, yeah and that's what and one more thing on that, um, since it's a Sunday night game, that's family night, that means the kids will get a chance to go on the court following the game and, and shoot some layups. So that that's a, a really cool opportunity for them. Um, the last thing I want to, uh, to close with, who wins in a dunk contest? Aaron Gordon or DJ Steffens? Because he, he did it again tonight. In the I know he did it again tonight. I'm going to go with the guy in the jeans from the All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah he that, made, that, I don't know if you saw this. He made a video where he did all of Aaron Gordon's dunks and then added something to them. I, I have not seen that. And I don't... I, I think he might have been wearing jeans when he did that. I might be okay. Wrong. I might be wrong. Okay, you know. So shut it down. Yeah, sh- shut it down. Um, call it quits. There. We'll we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Um, yeah. So magic season winding down. We, we thank everyone for for sticking with us and, and listening to some magic talk. Um, obviously, a lot of talk about the future. Um, interesting time. A very interesting time for the Orlando Magic. We're you know, racing to the end of the season here. Still some things to get done. Still some wins to be had. Still some goals, you know, maybe to, to reach, even if they're kind of minuscule ones. Um, Zach, thanks again for, for joining the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. Always great to have you on. Always have, always have good conversations when, when, we have, when I have you on. Uh, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll see you next time here. Won't be too far. Yeah, no, it, it was fun. Um, good to get to get some of these thoughts off my chest too so good good that's 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 what we're here for uh you can follow zach on twitter at zach oliver z-a-c-h-o-l-i-v-e-r n-b-a that's at zach oliver n-b-a uh you can follow me philip rossman reich at orlando magic daily at o magic daily and uh i 
I think that I think that covers everyone. Uh, so thanks everyone for listening to the Orlando Magic Daily podcast. We will catch you next. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.